You're listening to the Apple Insider Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Apple Insider Podcast. I'm Victor, and joining me is the inestimable William Gallagher. Inestimable. I can struggle over spelling it, but you must be right, clearly. Hello. Yes, it's iMac week. There might be other things going on, but it's iMac week. Is it, it well? It's iMac week for you, and there's iMac. There's tons of stuff going on this week. Actually, it's kind of surprising. Yes. And actually, uh, one of our listeners, Jonah Petri, said that we should start a GoFundMe for you so that you can get that new iMac. <laughs> I saw that. That was so nice. Thank you. Weren't you embarrassed? Not really. No, uh, I am now. You're looking at me <laughs> like that. But I just thought that was a really <laughs> what a nice gesture, though. Exactly. That, that was very cool, Jonah. Very thoughtful. Okay, it's not going to happen. Uh, but, you know. Well, now that you say that, you're daring people. Exactly. If anybody wants to say challenge accepted, who am I to <laughs> disrupt <laughs> who, the who are democratic you in their process? Way? Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> right. Martin Murphy, who's an awesome dude out there on Twitter, an awesome guy, asked us about ExpressVPN. He said that, uh, you know, thinking about this, right, the ISP is always connected. And therefore, if you were using ExpressVPN to protect yourself, that ExpressVPN been connected 24-7. Could it still be $7 a month, he asks. What do you think, William? I feel like I'm walking into a trap somehow. Is that That's the price you said? That's what they do? Uh, why am I hesitating They're, here? Because, because in this day and age, you're right to suspect that everything's a trap. It's a trap. This one's not a trap. No, I just suspect you. ExpressVPN, fine, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you, I so, just, you know. So the fair. answer is, the answer is that it is it is not a trap that ExpressVPN, if you have it on 24-7, it is still $7 per month. The pricing is the pricing, that's it. And they, they even promote you uh, putting it into your, your router settings and having your router handle setting up the ExpressVPN connection so that it's your whole house, all of your devices on that Wi-Fi are connected. Didn't you say that's protected. what you've done, actually, with your VPN? It, I did, uh-huh. but I'm what, I'm what I'm telling now is that they promote this and that they actually lay out the different configurations you'll need to do at different routers mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Cool. Okay. So, so totally supported, and yeah, they expect you to do that. Okay. So there you go, Martin. Thank you. Now you were saying this is iMac week. Tell me about Yay. the iMac. Well, I know. <laughs> okay, it's it's iMac week by stealth, really. Well, it isn't. Uh, well, it's iMac week for you. <laughs> it's i in, in in that you really wanted the iMac, but there's other stuff out there too, right? Apparently so, yes. But now I'm I'm slightly torn here because uh, in the end, the reason I so wanted an iMac is apart from that, that I love iMacs. Is my old one? I was working on the 2012 one until it it was dying on me, and I was really struggling with it for months. So just around Christmas time, I caved and I bought one of the new Mac Minis, absolute bottom spec you can possibly get for it. Partly because that was my budget, but also because I thought when new iMacs come out, um, Angela could use this Mac Mini, I could move to it, and it would be a sensible progression path. Um, We're at the stage where actually this Mac Mini, I would love there to have been more uh, storage capacity, but other than that, it's doing everything I want and so well that the iMacs would need to have been uh, much better to make me feel justified in going for them. I look at these new ones, I look at the speed, I miss the screen on the old iMacs I had. I really want one, but I can't justify going when really um, it's a a speed bump isn't a strong enough word, but it kind of cut phrase even, kind of covers it 
the processor is faster, the type of RAM is faster, the graphics are faster. It all makes a big difference, but it all make a giant difference. So I am looking at buying one, but it, I'll probably wait towards the end of the year when I've got a you know, nice amount of use out of this Mac Mini. That's you, William. In a word, responsible. <laughs> okay. The word I was thinking was um, accountant, but that's a separate phrase altogether. Uh, you're saying there are other things out there, and I well, admit I've bought one of them, but, you know. Go on. What'd you buy? The new AirPods. How can you resist? I love AirPods, and they're I've, a lot cheaper I've resisted than thus far. <laughs> How? I've I, I have resisted thus far uh, because, honestly, I don't listen to music throughout the day. And I I can use Hey Siri with the phone without having the Air, AirPods. And I've been, been reasonably happy so far. Okay. And they're also just kind of a big expense. Apple.com should be able to answer that question. Oh, humbug. <laughs> right. Funny enough, one of the things that... Uh, didn't tempt me about the new AirPods at first until I actually started thinking about it was the fact that you can now, you will now be able to say, hey, sir, the magic words, and it will yeah. react. <laughs> and I'm thinking, um, you know, you can figure your AirPods to do different things. I have mine, so I double tap on the, the left AirPod, calls up Siri, and fine, and I use it quite a bit. But it did occur to me that actually it is, you know, double tap, wait, say it, whereas now I can just chuck out the magic word as I'm running around and it will do the things I do. So uh, I wouldn't, that on its own probably wouldn't have been enough to make me do it. But now that it's coming, uh, I'm, I'm highly tempted by it. I think actually you're saying you don't listen to music and I suppose that means I must listen to it more than you. But when I'm out uh, in the city centre near here, walking along with AirPods in, you don't feel like you're wearing headphones. It's like there is music all around you. And I know Birmingham in the Midlands is a fantastic place, but it isn't, you know, replete with my exact favourite type of music everywhere I step. And yet it feels like it is. And the addition of Hey Siri is another point where I won't have to think about the headphones. I'll just speak and it will happen. They are magical. And they just did happen, yes. They got you too. <laughs> yeah, so what is it searching for? Right, was that my phone or my... Right, I do have this problem that I have the Apple Watch, the HomePod, and the iPhone, and I will have AirPods. I mean, I won't be wearing AirPods and HomePods at the same time, but we have at the stage recently where I was somewhere and I needed to remember something, and I just called out the magic words, and for whatever reason, it was the bathroom, that's it, I said this to you before, there was nothing there to receive my voice and i felt so alone you are you are about two steps shy of becoming a cyberman you know <laughs> okay all right might have better hair if i was a cyberman i didn't say that aloud you didn't hear it we're not going to comment that, on that it we're moving on shiny metallic sheen as it were yeah exactly. but um <sighs> You know, it's it's one of these things where we I have talked at length in the past, I, I won't bore you all with it again, about the the concept of voice first and mm. the idea that voice becomes the main interface. And when you combine having AirPods in your ear that can respond to with the assistant like that, that are always on, always listening, always at the ready, and as you say, wearing them becomes invisible – Combine that with screen reader, which is in, in one of the uh, Apple settings for accessibility in the iPhone, and then you suddenly have the ability to operate your phone completely hands-free. 
Yeah, you have the option. Uh, when we've talked about this before, I've uh, vehemently disagreed because I love screens and keyboards and things. And I know I'm just saying how much I use Siri. In fact, actually, since Angela got an, an Echo and hasn't used it much, I've been very conscious that I'm using Siri quite a lot. But also the trouble is I read at 600 words a minute. So a screen reader reciting things to me is achingly slow as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, concerned. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But... What I'm saying is that, you know, this is the future of computing, not necessarily for all tasks, not necessarily for all users, but in terms of having the data available to you when you need it, when you want it. Now, obviously, reading a whole screen is is awful, but getting to the point where it can present the information that you would be scanning for, mm. right? Mm. When you're reading, you're you're not reading every word on the page at 600 words per minute when you're searching for that one kernel of information, right? You're skimming. No, I'm not. You scan actually. the page. No, seriously. Right? I know there are speed reading courses that teach you to read the middle, but I actually read at that speed. My retention's poor. No, 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 no. I believe that you read at that speed, but if you're searching for a piece of information among that, are you Apple F, every part of the text or you don't I, use Apple F on your phone? I did a piece yesterday. I was working for, I can't remember what I was writing now. It's like a, a case study for them, completely unrelated to technology. And I deeply needed a one soundbite quote. So I found myself scan reading for short sentences in an interview from somebody first. But that's really rare for me. Usually read the whole thing, get it in my head. And then think about it. But I, we're going off on the details of how I happen to do it. I love this phrase, uh, ambient computing, and the fact that I can uh, just ask my HomePod to call people. Or particularly when I get a spam phone call, I can tell Siri to hang up. I really like that. Knowing that the spammer, pretending to be from Microsoft, is hearing me say the magic words, hang up Siri, uh, I entertains me. What can I say? I can say you're easily entertained, for one thing. Yeah, I thought I'd just give you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's a lot happening this week. We've had the AirPods. We've had iMacs, right? There's yes. there's room. There's there's word in the beta for iOS that appears that um, AirPower support is there. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be highly surprised now if by the between our recording it and this going out, that's the air powers weren't around. But I mean, you never know. But still, yeah. is that something else? Yeah, we we, we went from they're not appearing to they're cancelled to to now you'd be surprised if they didn't. Yes, yes, very strange, isn't what it? What an they're emotional just, roller coaster! They're tantalising us. That's what they're doing. doing. Something. I think I don't know yet, but I think this is the greatest number of products Apple has just put out with a press release rather than an event maybe ever uh, i agree and among those was the ipad mini 5 yes which is gorgeous isn't it i mean i haven't seen this new one but the spec and i just happened to use an ipad mini uh, a couple of weeks ago they're wonderful things they're brilliant that well, it's back an ipad mini with pencil support if you can imagine yes i think the pencil is actually taller than the ipad but i could yeah. be just making that up yeah. now is that the pencil too or the original pencil do I have to charge to be, this thing with the lightning port? It's lightning port, original pencils on both the new iPad Air and the new iPad Mini. Yes. Charging that thing why? by putting it into the lightning port was the dumbest thing ever. 
Well, you say that, but I mean, I yeah. do. Yes, yes, yes I do. I, I even heard you just moments ago. <laughs> I, I just okay. Whenever I would do it, there was a little bit of me that thought, if I put this down somewhere and I forget, I'm going to walk into it. But Crunch. really, I only ever did it when I needed a few more minutes on the uh, uh, Apple Pencil, and you know, a few seconds even in that port would top it up. And how much more convenient that than popping off to find a, a plug somewhere so i i never had a problem with that and the criticism of the there's a similar criticism isn't there for the magic mouse that you have to turn it over to plug it in well, well yes yeah. and no the magic mouse you you can kind of explain away a little bit by saying that if you if you made it plug in in a way that was more convenient then people would just leave it plugged in all the time and now you've got a tethered mouse as opposed to a wireless mouse isn't that people's choice but the the Plugging the pencil into the lightning port now means you've got a thing that is twice as long or more than twice as long as the device itself in the case of the Mini. And it's a weak point where if you set it down carelessly, you break off the, the port into the, the pencil. And, and philosophically, it's the wrong thing because the lightning port has always been a, a female port on devices that are going to be charged. If you're charging the pencil, the pencil should not have the male port sticking out. What they needed to have done was something more akin to what you can do if you have the USB adapter to lightning and then a regular lightning cable where you can plug in a phone to an iPad kind of. They should have just made a double-ended lightning cable specifically for the pencil. Um, I'm going to need you to correct me because I cannot remember for sure and I've too long ago lost it. But I'm pretty mm. sure when I got my pencil, it came with um, uh, a female to female adapter so that I could plug it into things. I've no idea where I would have put that now to check. But yeah, actually, yeah, well, because it, I only ever charge the pencil now from the iPad Pro. Admittedly, my use, I, I use it very little now, but I, I don't need it fully charged all the time. At all. So hmm. I'm unconcerned about this, although I accept the, the weak link argument, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just, just feels fragile and feels like philosophically the wrong thing to have done. And I don't know, bothers me. Still bothers me that they made that choice. Clever <sighs> compromise. But but go. agree with you in large that, that this has been a really weird week because every day it's been a new hardware announcement. And especially leading up to the 25th March event, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's Isn't not going to be any hardware to announce at that event. It's going to be, we're going to come out, we're going to talk to you about television for an hour, and then goodbye. Like, yeah. they might give a 10-minute recap. By the way, this past week, we gave you iPads. We Previously gave you an Apple. iMac. We gave you AirPods and potentially an AirPower. And then, hey, look at this. TV. Right. I like how you've used the word gave there in all these things. I, I would be... Um, Apple is benevolent. Apple okay. is gracious. And and we but live in in the state of hopefulness that they will provide these products in the future that we can then provide them with money for. Uh-huh. Um I <laughs> I don't expect any hardware on the 25th now. I was always intrigued yeah. by this. People were saying it would be only the video and the news service. Uh and that that will make it the first ever March Apple event that didn't have new hardware. But um, Apple will have more attention on this event than ever because it's going to have star names from its TV shows. This is going to get a lot of attention. Then there is no possibility that Apple is not going to make really certain 
you know which devices should be bought to buy this. So I wouldn't be surprised if the iPod Touch was shown then. I know this stuff will be demoed on Macs and iPads and all this stuff. Uh, I just don't think there'll be anything new necessarily. So hardware aplenty, but not a launch. Yeah. 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 Now, thinking about TV and the TV space, controlling televisions has typically been pretty, pretty terrible. Right. And that stands to get a lot better with things like the home kit controls for some new televisions. But that doesn't really take care of all of your other devices. So I want to take a moment to tell you about Cavo. You can clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Control Center simplifies your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote with voice control. Plug in your streaming device, sound system, cable, or satellite, even your games console, and Control Center takes care of it all. Don't waste time fiddling with different remotes or weeding through messy search results to get the content you want. One universal remote controls everything, so you just say what you want to watch and let Control Center sort it out. They'll handle the rest. In fact, you can enjoy every second of couch time and easily switch between content without moving a muscle. Let Control Center take your at-home entertainment experience from stressful to simple and enjoy what you want when you want with ease. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code Apple Insider. That's $59.95, 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. There is a service plan required. First 45 days are free. Control Center is available at, at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote does it all. Do you count smart covers, uh, new color watch bands, and new color iPhone cases as hardware releases? In terms of the fact that they are physical items that have to be produced, yes. Right. In that do case, I think that they're do I think that they're exciting or or worthy of being announced in a keynote address and therefore unusual that they were not? No. Right. <laughs> it is hard to imagine Tim nope. Cook saying one more thing. We've got a well, red now, one. <laughs> yeah. I mean. If if we had a new Hermes partnership or or a new uh, a new oh, other Nike. luxury, yeah, good point. you know, if if there were a uh, if there were a Louboutin watch strap to go with your red uh, red uh, soled Louboutin shoes, for example, I've never heard that word before in my life, and I won't even attempt to try to pronounce it. But I'm guessing it's a really fancy watch strap maker. No? Well, I mean, no, it's a fancy shoemaker, Christian Louboutin. And, uh, well, you know them better than I do. Okay. So Chris could go from shoes to watch banter. That wouldn't warrant an announcement. I see. So his, his, his footwear has a signature red sole. And it's, um, it's basically a stiletto shoe that has a red sole on it. And then he uses, you know, skins or fur or other embellishments to make the footwear stand out. And, and also statement-making uh, handbags, things like that. Yeah. Now, if there were a partnership that said, you know, a watch strap made by Christian Louboutin, that would be, that would be keynote-worthy, especially around like a Fashion Week event, right? Sure. It wouldn't be a but, one more thing uh, keynote-worthy. But oh, I certainly yes. hope. That would be kind of strange, yeah. No, nothing wrong with it being that. I should be quite entertained, but it wouldn't fit the usual form Apple no. does. But okay. no. But then who knows what the usual form is for Apple, as they're now in such different businesses than they were before. Well, so I think the mistake people make is that Apple is not a computer company. They've, they've said that for years now when they got rid of Apple Computer and just became Apple, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Apple is not a watch company or a phone company. Apple is not an entertainment company. Apple is not a health company. Apple is 
is a company that touches all of these things, but not one of those things is the defining thing about the company. I would argue that software actually comes closest to that as this is something Apple usually does well and is part of everything. Well, software is is the vehicle for what Apple's trying to accomplish, right? But but software is again just another part of, of the implementation, not not the reason why. Does that make sense? Yeah, but never say the word just with software. I mean, software's amazing. <laughs> I, oh, I hand wave, right? Right? Oh, just. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just yeah, knock yeah. that out. Objective C, Donald. Oh, yeah. Okay. Swift. Huh, who needs it? Yes. Okay. Well, no, no. I mean, absolutely that they have a vision for Swift becoming a big thing. And they have a vision for Swift becoming a big thing of, for for new learners as well, right? This is – they haven't dismissed Objective-C yet, but obviously Swift is where the energy is. So but, – but, but Apple is not a Swift company per se. Apple is is bigger than that. Swift is a vehicle for them. Apple's bigger than both of us. Yes, I see what I you're certainly saying. hope so. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Yeah, I mean, for for example, let's let's talk about this for a second. We've had these rumors about Apple and Goldman Sachs partnering for a special payment product that could go into Apple Wallet that would deliver special features, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's some word that says that David Solomon, who is the chief executive of Goldman Sachs, is thought to be attending Apple's event on Monday. Now, his appearance there suggests that the co-branded credit card that's under development could be debuted. Do we know it's going to come out? No. But it would be an opportunity for Apple to talk about it. That's interesting. That's, I think Apple has an unusual problem with this event in that it doesn't matter what they do. The video one is going to blow everything else away. I mean, sheer scale of it, but also the talent involved. The headlines are going to come from the video side. So how much else can they get in? They've chosen not to do hardware. I think that makes sense. Uh, for a long time, the persistent rumors that video would be there, but actually the headline would be the news service. And I think that can't be right. That's got to have been at some point, Apple weren't sure about the deal. News is still said to be there. News is still interesting, but it and everything else will be just washed out by the video stuff. So will they save so, their powder just to mix as many metaphors as I can? I think the news service is actually, well, pretty boring and pretty dull. And I think that the news service would definitely not be the focus of this event. And I'll tell you why. I, I think the news through Apple has been crippled ever since they decided that, along with like iOS 5, that newsstand was a thing. Oh, I remember newsstand, yes. Newsstand oh. was one of Apple's failures. Yeah, I can't remember where I was working when Newsstand came out, but it was some part of the BBC and there was a lot of discussion. I wasn't involved, but there was a lot of discussion going on about Newsstand. So I was very aware that people were wary of it at the time, and as it turns out, quite quite rightly so. Well, I mean, it wasn't wasn't amazing, right? You'd subscribe to magazines that were then updated in it, and they were essentially just wrapped PDFs that would appear on a shelf in there. I remember finding it a chore to use but i don't know how much was the service and how much was the magazines i happened to pick but yeah a little bit of both and and apple has yet to really figure out what makes something 
interesting or captivating or or necessary in the news space. And so they've made these news applications that now give notifications to you to try and tell you what stories are going on. And that's it, it doesn't feel like a complete solution at all. And the idea of paying a subscription to get news from Apple's news app also doesn't feel like a big winner. I have at times paid subscriptions to newspapers uh, for it. I don't happen to do it at the moment, but I saw the value and then I saw the benefit of it. So I'm not against that sort of thing. I just Biggest value that getting news through subscription through Apple would provide for me is the ability to cancel a subscription easily. Oh, yes. You know, if, if, if you sign up for the New York Times. Yes. That's exciting. If you sign up for the Wall Street Journal, right? If you sign up for those things, first of all, they, they refuse to separate the digital from the paper. So if you just want the digital subscription, good news, you're getting the newspaper. So now you've got all this extra paper around you didn't want. And second of all, if you try and unsubscribe, you can subscribe online. But if you try and unsubscribe, you have to phone in and go through a Byzantine phone menu of talking to different people who all want to convince you to stay. Yes, there's a small difference here that as an international user, I don't get the paper option. And that's actually what I wanted. So I didn't have that problem. But in the end, I I didn't need the subscription. I went to cancel it. And every step that made it harder to unsubscribe made me more determined to get out of it. So in the end, I went all the way. I could have been persuaded, but it was sheer difficulty. The stubbornness in me turned me into a non-subscriber with the New York Times, which is a shame because for the most part, I think the Times is a really good paper. Well, without discussing that here and there, I mean, it's it's just that the beauty of an Apple service would mean that just like mm-hmm. the App Store doesn't give them custom information, that uh, I would be able to be relatively anonymous to them and yeah. be able to turn the subscription on or off as needed. And that's another thing that disturbed me about the, the journal. I had the journal subscription for a while, and the uh, – there, there were times when they'd send out resubscription notices where they put 200 subscribers into the to field of an email. Ugh. So now I had everyone else's email that was a subscriber to the journal. And you didn't look. You were very good, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm evil. I'm, I'm bad. I pressed reply all and told the journal exactly what I thought of them exposing that. I had an email from a producer that did the same thing, and you could not believe the people this producer knew as well as me. I was so agog at the email addresses. I can't ever use them, but, you know, Emma Thompson's email address there is like slightly – yeah, anyway, that's another story. Hi. You know, I know you, and I know that you have composed a draft with that that email address in the two field – and you've left it perennially sitting in drafts because you don't dare send it. No, I like just knowing that you have actually, it. <laughs> but there you go. Uh-huh. It happened at a time I needed it for a particular job. I was doing Radio Times here in the UK. Um, yeah. And I got a brief email interview out of her for it. But I think nice. I was actually prompted. I didn't use her email. <laughs> I still pursued her agent the way you was supposed to. But I think she was in my head because of that list there. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. we I'm, I really hadn't thought about this fact that you'd be able to switch off subscriptions in Apple News. And I think that's really good. That might actually get me trying a few things more than I would have done. So great. Yeah. What, what if the biggest value to an Apple News product is the ability to have your identity protected from the news sellers and be able to turn it back off when you want. <laughs> That's kind of terrible. That's sort of an indictment of the news organizations, isn't it? Yes. There's a bit of me that thinks about the publishers and their needs and, and that sort of stuff. I mean, there's a line somewhere um, between privacy and just 
really doing the publishers out of any business at all. But I don't know where that is. I just worry about it. It, it is a problem. And, you know, Facebook was there. There was a, a commentary on Facebook this week where, you know, Facebook's history is one of, of crushing the local news orgs and then being told that they need to do a better job and saying, well, there's no local news anymore to, to publish. Yeah. Yeah. Because you quashed it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> that, yeah. The, the word is that David Solomon Goldman Sachs CEO, we mentioned him before now, yeah, is going to attend the event. He may not actually speak, but he's just his attendance signals something about this product. Yes. Well, maybe he just he was lucky in the um, uh, the pot, whatever it is, the random selection of people who get to go. Maybe his name just happened to come up, and we're all reading far too much into this. That could be it. Yes. Uh, I well, yes, no. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> Can we just quickly cover the biggest disappointment of the week for me? What what broke your heart this week? Microsoft. Besides me. I read this headline, actually on AppleInsider.com, that Microsoft was bringing Defender to the Mac. And for one brief pixel of a second, I remembered playing the arcade game all these years ago. And I thought, I quite fan- and no, it's some sort of antivirus thing. That's it. <laughs> I had a brief moment. I nearly became a gamer again, but it's the chance is gone. Well, I'm positive that that you can play Defender on Mac if you'd like. Okay. But the the you know if you go to the um, the Internet Archive archive.org, I'm pretty sure that they probably have an archived copy with an emulator that you could run. Hmm. Well, well, emulators and stuff. Sorry, we're getting very specific there to answer an itch of mine, but I will go there afterwards and and have a look. Archive.org, besides archiving web pages, archives software, and they have a number of vintage games that can be played, either through the web interface or through emulators. And it is entirely possible that that's there. And the reason they do that is because just as it would be a, a loss to accumulated knowledge and history of the internet to lose web pages, it would be a loss to lose early games. Okay, I can see that. There's uh, an organization, isn't it, that's just formed. Uh, is it Game Club, something like that, which is hoping to resurrect old iOS games and get them going? I'm not sure about the rights and things like that, but that's the sort of thing they're looking yeah. at. So, that's good. Now, it, it is not known whether or not the standard version of Microsoft Defender, the antivirus product, will come to Macs. That, that's been integrated deeply into Windows 10, so we, we don't really know. But... Um, but there's there's a version called Windows Defender Advanced Threat Protection, which has just been named Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection, and that's being offered to businesses that offer that that run a Mac or Win, and that's being offered to businesses that operate a mix of Mac and Windows PCs. So it's really a business focused product, and it's being sold probably to IT managers who who have this uh, heterogeneous install base. Okay. They wouldn't prefer the 319 different versions of the Defender game that's on archive.org. Okay. Surely one <laughs> of them works on a Mac. I'm paying attention. What are you talking about? Okay. Hello. Yes. So we should all buy Microsoft's Defender thing. Yeah, I'm probably not going to rush to do that. Well, I mean, if you're a business owner and you've got a number of Windows machines, you're already getting advantage, some of that, right? And if you've got Mac machines, you want to be able to manage them similarly and, and feel that they're similarly protected. And it's not necessarily that, that the Mac would be as vulnerable or, or is vulnerable. It's that the – although there certainly has been room for vulnerabilities in the past, it's the concept that if you've got a, a 
Trojan running around your network or running around your machines, you'd like to make sure that all of them were immune as opposed to only some of them inoculated. And we'd like to give Microsoft some money, just the way we like giving Apple some money. That all seems quite fair and reasonable. Yes. I think I think the days of casting Microsoft as the villain are pretty much over. I don't think it makes sense to cast Microsoft as a villain anymore. Microsoft's um, Mac software continues to be pretty much what it was. I mean, I love Excel. In fact, I prefer I, I like Excel far more than you do. Uh, but Word, uh, billions spent on that and still creaky. So I don't see them as a villain. I just don't rush to buy their apps, and I particularly don't rush to buy their antivirus apps. I've narrowed it down to 29 uh, games, by the way. So Good. Getting there. Getting Brilliant. There. Brilliant. So what else should we discuss this week? Uh, we've covered the AirPods. We've covered the iMacs. Uh, we've covered the sports bands and the cases. Um, is there anything left for Apple for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, clearly at the end of the year, we're going to have new phones to talk about, right? Oh, and the new Mac Pro, probably on December the 31st or something like yes. that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, this feels like and a... potentially maybe like an iMac Pro update. We haven't had one of those in a while, right? That's a good point. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I wrote a piece for Apple Insider about how to choose which desktop Mac to get to go. And most of it is it's really quite clear. There are some ones that are not worth getting. There's some that are really good at certain things. There is one area where it's blurry a little bit, and that's an absolute top-end, maxed-out, regular iMac versus a low-end uh, iMac Pro. There's some fuzziness there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the low-end iMac Pro disappears and there's an even higher-end soon but i'm just guessing yeah it's it's a little bit difficult and and this is the question that comes up all the time is is now the right time to buy a mac will i regret it if i buy one now and the answer the classic answer is always do you need a computer right now if you do go ahead and get one if you don't maybe you can afford to wait a little bit longer but i was in exactly that position and with exactly that concern and i, I remember last october when it seemed so certain there wouldn't be imax coming out i was hanging on and hanging on and then when they didn't it was like okay gotta look around and that's where i ended up moving away from the imac for the first time in seven years and getting a mac mini which i am in every way delighted with so there we go yeah almost every now, the, the, you mentioned before, the, you said, asked me if I knew the reason that the Apple Pencil that works with the iPad Mini is the old version as opposed to the new version. Yes. And I didn't even answer you. I didn't even answer the question. Yeah, I did notice. I didn't, actually. But okay, now you brought it up. Now I'm offended. But okay, you're going to make up with that uh, and tell me why, aren't you? Right. So we discussed all the ways that the original one was ridiculous for charging. But the new one uses that inductive charging technology where you simply magnet attach it to the side of the iPad and it charges. Well, apparently putting in that inductive charging coil inside the mini broke pricing for the mini. It was it was basically too expensive a technology to put in there and maintain the the price points. Oh, I see. That makes sense. My only disagreement there is I still don't think it's ridiculous the way it used to be. I think it's just fine. But I agree the new way uh is better. So all right, that makes sense. It? Which suggests to me I think the next iteration of the iPad next year, maybe that's when it will, will come. But Yeah. Now, you, you you can't tell me that Johnny Ive, who places such an importance on saying no to, to awkward design, thought that having the pencil stick out the lightning port twice as long as the iPad was a good idea. 
I can just tell doesn't... you that Johnny Ive probably thought that the ability to recharge the pencil uh, is not only handy, but also means it can get away with a shorter battery life in it. Yeah, it's definitely handy that you don't need to carry anything else to do it, but it's it's absurd. It just is really absurd plugging it in like that. You know what? Had they put a right angle connector on it so that it was at least flush with the the bottom surface of the iPad for a good length of it, that might have made more sense. Mm. I'm usually a case of form follows function, but in that case, I think it would spoil. I'm looking at my pencil now, and it's lovely, gorgeous, uh, Johnny Ived lined. Is Johnny Ived a verb yet? It should be. Uh, that would slightly ruin. Uh, actually, the weight, the feel, yes. everything. Put so it under the cap. About? Put it under the cap. But anyway, the whole thing is weird. What else do we have to tell you about? We've got a big event coming up. We're all heavy with anticipation for this big event coming mm. up on the 25th. We will tell you all about it when it happens. William, where can people find you on the internet? I live on Twitter at W Gallagher, and I'm always at the end of uh, William at AppleInsider.com. I'm V Marks on Twitter. I'm Victor at AppleInsider.com. We will be back next week. I want to remind you again, clean up your remote control clutter with Control Center by Cavo. Plug in your streamer, sound system, cable, satellite, or game console and control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use voice-controlled remote. Shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code Apple Insider. That's $59.95. 40% off regular pricing of $99.95. Service plan is required. First 45 days are free. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. Well... William, everybody, we'll be back next week. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you then.